Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Level Up podcast. We learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur, and we've got uh, kind of a solo episode here today. We have no guest, and so Greg is uh, is off the chain. He is uh, there. There is no one else to interview. It's me, basically picking Greg's brain on whatever we feel like talking about. Uh, so this, th- there's a couple things uh, that we're going to get into on this particular one, but uh, it, it, all, it all revolves around the idea of. What are people looking for out of us as a leader? So whatever kind of yeah. team we plan on building, whatever kind of organization we want to build, people are looking to us for certain things. And those things depend on what kinds of commission splits that we're paying out. Uh, and there's kind of a balance that we're trying to strike there. So first of all, kind of what, uh, Greg, before we jump into all the specifics, what, what was it that kind of triggered this? What, what's been on your mind lately? You know, well, I, I, what, what triggered this thought is there's so many people out there building teams and whether it's a team a company a brokerage you know just building an organization where they're wanting to provide services to real estate agents and then build production based on that that strategy so it's just we all know that it's a very popular thing i i think it's a trend but it, it's um it, it's more than just a fad in other words i thought at one time it was a fad and it was going to come and go but it's definitely going to stick around and it's just continuing to trend and i as i as I I see technology companies and the advances in technology that you know that we're experiencing it's making it easier to build a team okay mm-hmm. yet at the same token I don't think that those technologies that you might add to a team are going to be ultimately what's going to attract good talent or more importantly retain good talent I think there's other value that you have to bring as an owner or a team leader whatever you may want to call it to your team in order to get them to produce at a high level and stick with you for the long run. So I just see that that's probably a dialogue, a conversation that we need to be having. It's like, what in the world is, what is the value of leadership? Because quite frankly, you know, you see companies out there, I mean, I, I saw an email where they'll give you a 100% commission split and I'm like, okay, well, if, it's great, fantastic business model, right. but the person who created that business model and is promoting that, I'm thinking, okay, um, either they've got to be making money on ancillary businesses, right? They're going to make sure that you hire their title company or their attorney or whatnot, and they get some sort of, uh, I won't call it a kickback. Let's just say mm-hmm. they, they're RESPA compliant and they figured out right. how to monetize it. Um, you know, and that becomes, but that's not a value, right? That's a value to them. It's not a value to the agent. Right. So they're like, I'll give this away because we have no, and, and we won't provide any services. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's becoming more and more common. And I'm not sure if it's that the new breed of leaders that are coming in are, are disconnected with what values they can offer, or if they really think that that's an ultimate way to millions, you know, over the, you know, in the future. But I believe that people, that leadership has value. And I think there's a lot of confusion as to what that value is. Yeah, 100% agree. And, uh, and that, that assumes, you know, that kind of 100% brokerage model just kind of assumes that agents are going to do what they do and that there is no value in leadership, that there's no way 
to kind of get them to produce differently. They're like, they're going to be on their trajectory. So let's figure out a different way to make money off of what they're going to do anyway. Now, there's absolutely a segment of the agent population that they're going to do what they're going to do. And you're not going to change that. And that that is fine. But that's not everyone. I don't even know yeah. that it's most agents. I think most agents, if you plug them into a leadership structure, are going to perform differently than they would when left to their own devices. So I think yeah. I think it's the, the, I think there's a very nice, sizable chunk of the agent population that'll respond to leadership, and they'll do do more. You know, they'll do more deals, they generate more business, more more commission if they're put in the right leadership structure. The only question is, what's the balance? And that's what we're going to talk about yeah. a little bit today, especially yeah, from the perspective so. of the person jumping into leadership or is already in leadership and trying to figure out, okay, how do I retain? How do I attract? And then how do I retain good people and strike that balance between what do they want and what what still flows to my bottom line? So what are the few things that jump out to you when you think about leadership and what a team leader or a broker brings to the agents? What are some things that you believe agents expect out of us? Wow. Oh, now that's a different question. So what they expect in the beginning is totally different than what they end up expecting in the end if it's if the leader's really doing a great job, right? Yeah, so like, a- yeah, so like, like when I, I'm going to answer the question a little different, but yeah. we're going to circle back to this. Don't forget that one because that's okay. important. So um, what do I believe they want from us that they are not telling us? And the reason they aren't telling us is because they didn't know that they could get it. Mm, okay. See, that's the difference. It's like, see, what they want from us consciously is, well, you know, I want leads. And I, you know, I want to be, and some of them want leads. Some of them want training. Some of them want to be part of a tribe, right? But at the end of the day, usually somebody that a company or a leader that's going to retain them usually gives them that and so much more. Now, what is that? What is that ultimate thing that you can deliver to people that are following you? And you can, we kind of used this word a little earlier. You can, you can be a part of their transformation. Mm-hmm. And now I didn't say transforming from a good agent to a great agent. I didn't say transforming from making a little bit of money to making a lot of money. No, none of that's insignificant. I said being a part of transformation in all areas of their life period. And how are you going to impact people who are following you and your team in all areas of your life is by being an example of someone that's living that life where they're either balanced or they're masters of counterbalance. They're constantly striving for more. They're positive. They're growing. Like the leader themselves needs to be doing that. And then all of a sudden, people like to be around people that do that. So I think ultimately... You know, I say, as a leader, I I feel like I'm doing a good job when I wake up in the morning and my goals are actually their goals. Like, in other words, when I wake up and I'm not asking myself, how much money am I going to make today? But I wake up and ask myself, how much money can I help them make today? Right. So ultimately, they don't know that, okay, I need to find a leader that's going to wake up and say, how much money can I help them make today? They don't know that. So to attract them in the beginning, there might be other things like, you know, holding them or coaching some sort of training program, back end systems. We know all of those, you know, you know, processing, assistance, you know, leveraging marketing. All of those things are what people want, but that's not ultimately 
what they end up staying for. They yeah. stay because they want to be a part of the tribe because it's something bigger than all of those systems that we just discussed. Mm, that's really good. And yeah, and I think you're exactly right. People come for one thing and they stay for the other. And, and that's that way in a lot of sales you know, any, any time, whether it's, whether it's recruiting or whether it's selling, you know, the actual product or service. Um, so when you step into the leadership role and of course you, you you're balancing that their expectations, they want certain things and that's fine. And so yeah. we give it to them, right. You know, like you mentioned leads, right. So a way to let's, let's talk about kind of the giving them the fish while you teaching them a fish, but you're teaching them to fish. Cause we talk about that behind the scenes, but I want to bring that into the open a little bit. So how do you balance that as a leader, giving them the fish versus teaching them how to fish? Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna walk through through this and then that's gonna come up. Here's something that I just a few notes that I took uh, a moment ago is they expect that we're going to help them with their goals. They expect that we're gonna build them, help them with building a, a roadmap, you know, a business plan. They expect, even though they don't want it, but secretly they want it real bad. They expect us to hold them accountable. They never tell us they want us to hold them accountable, but they're mad at us when we don't hold them accountable. <laughs> um, they really are. It, 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 it's like your daughter yeah. doesn't want you to tell her like what time she's supposed to come home at night because she wants to be independent. But if you don't set a curfew, oh, she starts to wonder if you really give a damn about her. Yes, that is so true. It's hilarious that you put it like that, but I yeah. think you're exactly right. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, that's how agents are. It's right. like they don't want they don't want to. No, I don't want to be held accountable. Bull crap. You want to be held yeah. accountable so bad, but but there's embarrassment that comes into play and all these things, and there's confrontation and discomfort and all that. So we're right. avoiding all those little things, but the reality is you're going to hold me – you're going to make me more wrong for the lack of accountability than you'll ever make me wrong for holding you accountable, no question about it. You have to think about your daughter when you when you look at that, hmm. um, and then we have to identify opportunity, you know, in their strengths and weakness, the weaknesses. They're asking us to evaluate them, you know, and then see if there's opportunity. Not tear them down for their weaknesses. Not like you know, pat them on the back too much about their strengths. It's like they're re they they're wanting us to look at their strengths and weaknesses and find opportunities on how to grow within them. Whether it is running with our strengths a little bit longer, fixing our weaknesses or whatever. And then they expect us to give them some fish, give them some lead, leads. But I think ultimately what they want is they want somebody to teach them how to fish themselves. One of the goals that I have, and somebody said this, it might have been Mike Ferry said this or one of my coaches says, my goal is to put you in a plane. It could have been Tom Ferry even. Put you in a plane blindfolded fly you up in the air for a couple hours, open up the door, push you out the plane, pull your parachute, and when you land within 30 days, you're doing business. See, I think that's fantastic as a leader. It's like, look, if hmm. I need to make sure that if I pass away today, that one thing that I've left you with is I've empowered you with the ability to survive in this real estate industry. And I think now a lot of people in, make a mistake in thinking, gosh, if they train their agents how to do it, then the agents will be their competitors. I, I, I understand that that is a risk. But there's another side of this. If you're willing to give at that level to your agents – then the level then they reciprocate with a higher level of loyalty. Yeah. 
So I, I, I still think we should, you know, be responsible for giving them leads and giving them fish. But let's not neglect, let's not be greedy and think that the way we're going to retain them is by keeping them dumb. Let's, this, let's go a different direction and say the way we're going to retain them is we're going to honor them at such a level where that they're taken care of. They, we've taught them how to survive. Now, all of a sudden, since we've done that for them, they'll reciprocate back to us. So on the fish or fishing, giving fish or teaching them how to fish, you know, that's kind of my take and my, the, the thought process that I go through. I'm, I'm willing to take the risk that they become my competitor in order to honor them at the same level I've been honored by my own coaches. All right. That makes sense. And that's really, really good. Um, it's not so easy. About, that's a no, scarcity. That, that is, that is yes. a, that's an abundance mentality. Yes, it is. And when you step out, you've got to be abundance. Mm-hmm. You can't just think abundance here and there. That's something yeah. that you've got to be. It's not like don't yeah. you can't do abundance. You know, a couple hours of, the, of, of, of out of your day, you've got to be abundance twenty four seven three sixty five in order yeah. to pull this off. But let yes. me tell you, those are the that, that's when you get a real good team. Hmm. All right. So how do you think about it economically? Just just a, a quick aside. Um, when you think about your bottom line, mm-hmm. you've got a balance where you've got, you know, uh, the balance between what the agents want, which, of course, they want to take home as much as possible. Sure. You've got what we want, which is to drive as much to the bottom line, not at not anyone's expense, but obviously we're in business to make a profit. So we want to drive as much profit to the bottom line. So uh, is there anything that you go, like if you sat down and you're like, let's say you buy a brokerage office and you have the opportunity to kind of renegotiate and re- restructure some things or, or building a comp plan for a brand new agents that are coming in, you can just kind of wipe the slate clean and start with the Greg Harrelson plan. How do you how do you think about things? Like, look, I'm, I'm going to bring these things to the table and here's how I, you know, what what is your decision-making process on how you build that commission split that you feel like creates a win-win? I'm assuming that's what you're going for in your mind is the win-win. Well, that's uh, no, I'm not going for the win-win. Ooh, ooh, no. this is uh-uh. interesting. What do you, what no, do you not mean? at all. I just want you to win. I don't need to focus on a win-win. Okay. As long as you win, it's automatic, right? That I win. Okay. It's automatic. Like there, there, you don't have. So what I'm looking at, like commission splits in general, there commission splits is one of the the strongest manipulations in our industry. It's like companies have come together and figured out, like not come together, companies have as individuals or whoever's designing commission splits for their own team or company, they usually come up with a commission split that they think will attract an audience. Okay. And And it'll be with ease. Let me say it that way. They come up with a commission split that will attract an audience with ease. Like if I offer 100%, I can attract an audience with ease, meaning I actually don't have to even ever meet them. It's mm-hmm. easy. Like I just say 100%. I don't have to be, uh, deliver any value to them. Right. I don't right. have to be – There's also no persuasion necessary. There's no persuasion necessary, I would think. You know. Mm-hmm. So then, so what ends up happening is, is in the industry – there's a direct correlation between whatever you're going to charge and the amount of value that's perceived by those that work with you. Mm-hmm. So the way that I'm thinking is how much value can I bring to this person? 
I mean, ultimately, what I like to look at is whatever my commission split would be with an individual and whatever my company dollar would be to that person, my goal is to actually give them that much business themselves. So they're really paying me with, with through the value that I've brought to them. So, for instance, somebody is saying I'm making $40,000 off of somebody. Well, my goal is going to be maybe he, that person and I buy a property together and, and a few properties together. And next thing you know, and then I give them this idea and that idea that they actually made more money from the ideas that they're implemented that I brought to them that they're ever going to pay me. Okay. That's how I'm looking at it. So I'm always thinking about how do I improve your net? How do I improve your net? So I think the responsibility is on the leadership back to what value are you going to bring? And if you're thinking that all you're going to bring is a CRM and a few leads and um, a, a, a nice environment, somebody's going to bring a better CRM and a few more leads in a, in a decent environment. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the, you know, it's like that's not your competitive edge. Yeah. And so there's there's the correlation between that and whatever commissions you're going to try to build in as your your team or company model. I don't know if I answered your question, but that is what that that's where I go. I I, yeah. I really think about it. It's all to me about the value. If somebody asks me, you know, well, what commission split are you going to give me? You know, I'm thinking, gosh, man, you've you've missed it. Yeah. You know, like the right question is how much money, how much wealth am I going to help you create? Mm -hmm. That's the right question. Like Greg, mm -hmm. you know, you know, can you help? Uh, you know, how much wealth do you think we can create together? Well, man, let's talk about that because yeah. there won't be any correlation between a commission split and the wealth. Mm -hmm. None. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think yeah. some people have, you know, they've, 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 like, I'll pick on the hundred percent or or ninety five percent or nothing wrong with that model. But let's just be clear: they're not going to bring any value. And they'll tell you that up front. I mean, they may say, well, we've got a CRM or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, everybody, I think there's free CRMs all over the Internet. So everyone's got something that they can talk about. But the, it, the real value is in the leadership, the coaching, the training, the guiding, the ideas, you know, um, helping you learn through their own failures and them focusing on you helping uh, yourself build wealth. I think that becomes the real value for a leader. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes total sense. And uh, in this day and age, I think there's creating that space where people can continue to grow outside of how successful they are as a salesperson also helps create that bigger vision for them that keeps them kind of tied in to the tribe that you're building yeah. and keeps them in your organization, gives them something bigger to shoot for so that it doesn't even become a conversation of what the, what is the commission split. But if we never have, you don't, if you don't have that vision for yourself and the team, then they're certainly not going to bring it because they don't even know that they want that. They're, they're focused on, like you, you, know, you mentioned earlier, what they come in believing they need yeah. is not what they realize they need two years in, five years in. Now, we know, you know by experience because you've been in the game long enough to see the transition of, okay, what happens when the agent actually does achieve their initial goals and becomes successful? Now, what do they need? You've already been through that progression with so many agents. Yeah. You know what they need ten, two years, five years down the line. They don't actually know that. And so I think that's important for anybody that's listening that is a new leader or transitioning into leadership that hasn't been through that process with a bunch of agents like you have that have become all, you know, become extremely successful in their own right. It is you're about to find that out the hard way, Greg, what you've gone yeah. through, which is what, yeah. what they believe they need and what they actually need are two completely different things, which is really interesting. 
Yeah, and so, so you've got to provide what they feel they need. You have to provide that. Yeah. But don't mistake that for being all they need. That's yeah. the key. So if you're you're new into this, and or if you're having retention issues, you may be doing a great job at providing what they thought they needed in the beginning. But what they think they need in the beginning is not why they stay in the end. So you've got to really figure that out for yourself. You know, there's been many agents within in, in my organization that have said, yeah, I went to Greg to make a little bit of money. I thought, you know, I'd get some coaching, train and make some money. And, um, and, but I didn't realize that I actually went there and it changed my life. Yeah. Like that, that has been said multiple times. Yeah, I'm going to Greg, you know, I'm going to make some money, learn how to do this. And who knows, they might have even been saying, yeah, I'm going to go make some money, learn how to go do this, and then I'll go compete against them. I'm sure there's people that have come into my organization that maybe that was their first thought. And that's perfectly fine because when I get around them, if I'm being abundance for them, being an example, then they're going to start being abundance for themselves. And all of a sudden, now that changes life. Yeah. So I'm crazy in, in the way that I lead. It's like I'm just flat out. Somebody says, well, what do you think I'll get from you if I come to your company? It's pretty simple. A life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean, you know, I the yeah. audience can Very, take it like it is. Small and that they, big they, the audience can take that however you want to take it. Just call my agents and ask them and send me back the survey, please. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely because I've talked to these. This is what the agents are telling me. Mm -hmm. So for those new leaders out there, understand, give them what they say they want. They think they want. But understand what you have as a leader to give is much bigger than that. And when you start to focus on who you're going to be inside of that bigger give, that's going to be where you're going to create an unbelievable team that will sustain through any types of ups and downs of an economy. Love it. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's finish off with this. Greg, how do people reach out and connect with you? Just go to Facebook and hit me up on Facebook Messenger and, and, uh, and you know, Say, uh, hey, I didn't like what you said. I did like what you said. Or ask me a question. I'll respond to you. <laughs> Sounds good. And then for anyone uh, that wants to get to more of the podcast, uh, just hit subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. If you want the audio version, you can grab all the videos on YouTube. Uh, so just search the Level Up Podcast. So, Greg, this was awesome. I know people that are kind of in, in, like, aspiring to be or in the team leader kind of role that absolutely need to hear this. Uh, and so this is really fantastic. And it leads into, guys, if you um, if you check out the podcast feed or if you go to leveluppodcast.com, look for the solo episode on transformation and uh, being like creating the space and being an example of transformation because we alluded to it in this episode. But go listen to that as well because that is really a nice companion because, you know, Greg, you touched on it just a little bit, which is to create that big vision, we have to also create the space for people to transform and not only just in their life economically, but just in their life in general. So uh, guys, make sure to go listen to that one. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.